Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Griefcast with me, Carrie Adloyd. How do we grieve for someone? How does it change and evolve as we get older? My dad died when I was 15 and it took me many, many years to be able to express what I had gone through. So I decided to create Griefcast, a chance to talk, share and laugh about the weirdness of grief and death. But with comedians, so it's not that depressing, I promise. Each time I talk to a different comedian about their own personal experience of grief as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club, this is a chance to talk about the peculiar human process of death. Welcome to Griefcast. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Griefsters. Hope you're having an okay week. There is lots of background noise at the moment because outside is noisy. I've been waiting for ages to record this and it hasn't got any quieter. So apologies for the strange noises in the background. Thank you so much to everyone who came to Latitude to see um, the Griefcast live we did there. It was so much fun. I'll be putting that episode out in the autumn. Uh, Just a reminder, I know I keep doing this, but we do have two more live episodes coming up. Uh, We're at the London Podcast Festival on September the 15th. And we're at St Guy's and St Thomas's Hospital in association with their palliative care team on September the 26th. So uh, I tweeted the link about both of those. So have a look on the Twitter. Twitter, of course, is at the Griefcast and on Instagram. And if you are enjoying the show, don't Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and all those things that every podcast tells you to do. Uh, It's much, much, much appreciated. This week I'm talking to stand-up Olga Koch. Olga was nominated for Best Newcomer last year. She's also one of the finalists of the Muse Moose competition and the Leicester Square New Comedian of the Year. And she is an extremely funny lady. Um, Olga has an Edinburgh show coming up this year called If Slash When as well. So you can see her this year in Edinburgh. Olga is originally from Russia and she came in to talk to me about her grandmother, Galina, who died in Moscow when a lot of her family were not in Russia. Here's her story. 
Welcome to Griefcast. I'm here today with comedian Olga Koch. Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, did I say that right? I always panic about the name. It's completely fine. There is no right or wrong okay. way to pronounce it. Is it, and it's Russian? It's German. It's German. I was going to say, it doesn't sound name. like German. And it doesn't have, what does it mean? Cook. Like, in German? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It means C- cock. Oh, no, cook. Oh, yes. cook. Sorry. I was like, wow, cock means cock. Sure. <laughs> cook. Of course it does. Sorry, so I did Olga's, German GCC and it's all coming back to me. There you go. Yeah. Olga is like the most common Russian name and Koch is one of the most common German last names. Right. Wow. So it's being, what do, what, what do I mean? Like a like a Pierre Gonzalez. Right. Oh, <laughs> nice. Yeah. So you came, you were born in Russia. Mm-hmm. Whereabouts in Russia? I was born in St. Petersburg, Russia. Oh, nice. Nice. And then as a kid, I moved to Moscow. Wow. And then when I was 13, I moved here. So you've lived in England since you were 13. Uh, I moved to the US for university, but then oh, I moved back here. Wow, amazing. And when did you start comedy? I started comedy at university when I was about 19. And did you always, so have you always done your comedy in English? Yes. So, like, I've tried doing comedy in Russian and it just does not work. Really? At all. At all. Do you think that's because your formative years weren't there? Yeah, like, I don't, I kind of find Russian stuff funny, but also yeah. my sense of humor is definitely not Russian. In the least. Yeah, yeah. Well, we were just talking about my sister in law, who's Japanese, has mm-hmm. a very English sense of humor. Yeah. And although she likes Japanese stuff too, but mm-hmm. to be fair, because she's listening. But yeah, it's it's weird that cultural, but it must be like your thought, like you said, like things that you like as a teenager really do form yeah, your yeah, humor, yeah, yeah. don't Big they? Time. Because you're like super ho- obsessed and hormonal when you're a teenager. Yes. So whatever you consume <laughs> in that very moment just defines you for the rest of your yeah, life. Yeah, it's so true. It's it so is. true. It's like, it's it's why we've got to be careful what our teens listen to. <laughs> That's why we've got to be careful, guys. Because it's pretty influential. Because um, Eddie Izzard, of course, does shows. You know, he's English and he's done shows in French and German and he's doing a show in Spanish, I think. Mm-hmm. And I always think that's my biggest thing. Is like, it's not just the language, is it? It's being able to, like, the subtleties of that sense of humour and stuff. I have no idea how he does it. Yeah. Because it's it's not just a straightforward translation. Obviously, like, the most basic thing is wordplay won't work. Yeah, But yeah. then, like, inflections. Also, like, sent, like word order. I kind yeah. of speak German. And, like, the word order, just, like, there's... You can't have a reveal the way that you can have a reveal in English because <laughs> you start so with the true. reveal. <laughs> I never thought about that yeah, German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! See, my German GCC <laughs> is hanging in there. But of course, you start with the reveal. Mm-hmm. But don't you think I think it's so fascinating about language and culture? Like that says so much about German culture and English culture. Like so much of like our humor is about like hmm, you don't know, you don't know. Hello, you yeah, know. Yeah. And German humor is. Here is the joke. <laughs> now it is funny. <laughs> now let me explain how we got. Yeah, there. yeah. It's so, like your language reflects the, the yeah the culture. Of, obviously, big statements from Carrie out today. <laughs> language reflects culture. I'll be back with my cultural podcast. Um, so what happened when you did it in Russian? Did it just? So just... I did it once in Russian. Oh yeah. And I was stupid enough to just translate things directly. And uh, yeah. and I was like, oh, no, I don't have that much wordplay in, in, in my act. And then once I was doing it directly in my head, I was like, oh, I have so much wordplay uh, in my act. I didn't even realize. And then some of it I feel, I feel, so I know Russian in terms of the amount of words that I know in Russian, I know more because mm. it is my first language. So, like, the bank is bigger. It's full. But uh, with English, it's more readily available because I talk yeah. about talk um, in English every single day. So it t- takes me, like, a fraction of a second to think of a Russian yeah. word. And that's just really... It just so crams rude, my style. Yeah. Because you wouldn't think, like, especially because obviously you're completely bilingual, but there is that fraction of a second. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean. And my sister-in-law has it sometimes because she speaks more English these days. When she's having to go back to Japanese, I see her sometimes going, oh, 
what's the word for that in Japanese? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Because she hasn't had to. Yeah, your brain's just searching around, being like, oh, I never need the word mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for television right now sometimes I'll be speaking to my parents and I'll say a word and I'm like I haven't said that word in four years wow that's so funny isn't it this is brilliant I think we should start our own podcast (laughs) about language about language and culture although actually there's one called The Illusionist which is brilliant and is basically that podcast Um, but who are we remembering today we are remembering my grandmother Galina 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 I love that name Galina that's so nice is that Russian it is Russian oh that's a beautiful name um what's her full name go on give us a full Russian Galina Dmitrievna Knyazy oh my god (laughs) my inner Chekhov just got very happy and then left the room very sad obviously because it's an inner Chekhov um oh Galina that's a beautiful name I do have a thing for Russian language I just think it's so beautiful yeah amazing so um how long ago did Galina die um, she passed away in the fall of last year, which is quite mm. recent. Very recent. Yeah, yeah. How old was she? She was 85, I Okay, believe. I mean, yeah, still sad. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, age yeah. thing. Um, but just to get the picture in our head. Kalina, 85. So where was she when she died? Was she here or? So she was in St. Petersburg. She was in St. Petersburg. Okay. She was in St. Petersburg with my grandfather. Right. And um, she fell and then she was in a hospital for a broken leg and then they operated on her and then she she couldn't recover from the uh, operation i mean i like i think that she like i know that she died painlessly in her sleep i think that was like the way to go and i remember now especially i'm doing a little bit of material about it on stage and i talk about how one of my friends her grandmother is 104 yeah and she hates being in the retirement home because nobody gets her references because they're all in their (laughs) 80s no way no that's like me hanging out with like a newborn and just being like have you seen the memes like obviously (laughs) they're like there's generations between them but we just think old people are old they're just saying they're all old which is it's absolutely not the Okay, so that's I think... hilarious that she's like, oh, remember, remember the Wall Street crash, guys? No, no. we're talking about the war here. Oh God! Shut up, Grandma. <laughs> yeah. So old. God, that's so fascinating, and says so much about how we just treat, like you said, old people as like one unit. Yeah. Like once they get grey hair and they can't move very well, it's, it's like, really old. unfair. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. It's terrible. So yeah, you were saying like she's she didn't have to go through that, obviously. Right. But, and yeah. she had, and she had my grandfather who absolutely adores her. But I think. Essentially, that like that in itself, the event. I think, if anything, we all were happy with the way that it went because yeah. like her health was deteriorating, and like I visited her, my sister visited her. We all were with her in the last days. It was, it was fine. The, I think that the most, the most heartbreaking thing about everything was that basically my my parents are political asylums in Germany. Wow. So when when she got sick and she broke her leg, my mom couldn't go visit her. So she was in Germany, just, like, listening and Skyping in. Mm. And so when we had the funeral, my fa- my mom couldn't attend. So, like, I was in a surreal situation where I was at this funeral, literally FaceTiming my mom into <gasps> the funeral of our own oh, mother. Oh, my God. And it was, it was honestly the most heartbreaking thing that, I like, I could have witnessed just because it was... It, my mom kept calling me and saying, I can't get closure, I can't get closure, because, like, I couldn't... <gasps> she was fine with it happening, but she wasn't there, and that was... That was just terrifying, just because I and so frustrating because it was such a man-made obstacle. Yeah, yeah, it's not. It's not like oh, the heavens open and no, you yeah. couldn't get there. The plane didn't land. It's mm-hmm. like yeah, no, some bureaucrats made a choice, and that yeah. means you can't see your mum die. Fuck. So okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's amazing. It's amazing. Not amazing, but you know what I mean. Like, don't apologize. Um. 
so how did they end up in Germany? What happened there? So uh, they... If you can talk about it. Oh, I mean, essentially, this is, uh, like, my Edinburgh show was about this, about how my father was in politics, then he became, like, part of the opposition, and then he had to leave. Wow. Um, because he's wanted in Russia. And so my mom went with him, and they can't go back because, like, she's a key witness, and then, like, it's just, it it is very unsafe uh, for them to go. And so... My mom hasn't been to Russia in since 2014, I don't think. Wow. And so when this was happening, so w- w- like up until a point, my grandparents would visit them and that was like how they kept in touch. Yeah, yeah. But then towards the end, my, my grandmother couldn't, couldn't visit. And it was just crazy because it was when I visited my, my grandparents when she was sick towards the end, I went into the flat and I opened drawers that my mom hadn't opened in like over four years because she never she thought she'd come back so she had a room Whoa. in my grandmother's flat so it was kind of like a time capsule of all this stuff that like notes that my mom left because she had to leave practically overnight when everything was happening with my dad so I was like I walked into this time capsule of my mom who left my grandmother's flat in like oh in a way that like oh I'll return in a couple of weeks because they were very very close and so I remember walking into this this like it was like a time machine of seeing my mom before Everything happened before she had to basically yeah, run away to yeah. Germany. There's all this stuff, like half open lipsticks. And it was just like, it was just, it was crazy just because you thought, oh, what is happening here? And then I would walk into my grandmother's room and that's everything that she left when she broke her hip and like went to the hospital. Oh. So it was like her stuff was still on the floor. And it was just a museum that you would just walk around and me and my yeah. sister just felt like it was like full of ghosts. It was, it was such a surreal experience. So they only moved to Germany like four years ago. Yeah. So that happened quite recently. Yeah. I see. Okay, yeah, because I was thinking because you've been here longer. So, yeah, so it was kind of, oh, okay. So kind of recent Russian politics, which I imagine, yeah, yeah is a, let's use the phrase shitstorm. Yeah, like, very much so. Yeah. <laughs> so they had to just very suddenly overnight, it wasn't safe for your your father to be there. And yeah. your mum followed him to Germany. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. That must have been so crazy for you to go into that situation. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I just can't. I mean, I mean, I was at, I was in university in America at the time, so it was like a a thing happening. It almost was in a movie that, like, I lived my life without it, and then sometimes I'll, I would dial in into the Bond novel and just be like, (laughs) oh, what? And then I'd, I'd hang up and like go drinking with my friends, and it was just this, this thing that you could like a shell that you could occasionally put your ear to and just be like, oh, what, what's going on now? What's that now? Was it strange being in America at that time as well? Like being. A Russian in America mm-hmm. with your father being involved and in a place where Russian politics is, you know, has featured so heavily recently and in the past. How did it feel being there? It was only recent because 2014 was still Obama in office and yeah, Trump wasn't course, around and course, all that yeah. stuff wasn't as... Oh, heady days. <laughs> oh, <laughs> imagine that. Yeah, so it wasn't as... It was one of those things where I remember that when I was living in Russia, Russians like hated America. Yeah. And then I remember visiting in America and people did not give a shit about Russians. Yeah. <laughs> they just like didn't even cross their mind. Only now is like Russia kind of in the public consciousness. Yeah, that's of true. Americans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's they Russia's got more got a lot more trending. <laughs> it's been trending a lot more lately. Thank God for my <laughs> that I got my Edinburgh show in. Yeah, 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 yeah. So your grandma you find out she's broken her leg. Mm-hmm. When did you go were you living in England then? So you could go yeah. you just flew to Russia. Yeah. So you can go into Russia no problem. I mean, it's a gray area. I don't right. know. I don't know. But it was kind of like I, there was. 
of course I wasn't going to not go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And when you were in the flat, did you FaceTime your mum in the flat to show her stuff? Or were you just yeah, like, yeah, I remember we did. I rem- She left so many clothes there. When my mom, grandmother was still sick, She like so we thought that she was going to get better. We like did a fashion show of all these things. Like me and my Aww. sister did a fashion show of the stuff that my mom left there. I kind of want to give you context for my grandmother. Yeah, yeah, If that's of okay. Yeah, yeah. So essentially she is... She was this absolutely heroic, badass woman. So she was a daughter. Her mom, is the word pronounced siege? Sieg? S-I-E-G-E. S-I-E-G-E. Siege. Yeah, siege. sorry. I'm so the siege of Leningrad. Oh, okay, yeah. When, when that was happening. Yeah. Uh, World War II meant that, like, they basically blocked out the whole, ci- the whole city yeah. and no one could leave. And there's, like, these horrible stories about how, like, people would cannibalize other people because there's nothing to eat. Yeah, it was yeah. just awful. And so my... My grandmother escaped Leningrad as that was happening, Whoa. and they would only let kids on the train because everyone of working age had to stay. So when she was seven years old, she said goodbye to her mom, and her mom died in the siege of Leningrad while oh she, on a train, went to her grandparents. And her dad at the time was an officer. And, like, just population statistics-wise, in Russia after World War II, when we lost almost 20 million people— because the Soviet government had no value for human life, mm. um, they there was just statistically significantly fewer men to women. Yeah, yeah. And so when he was one of the only survivors, and he was like, uh, like a, a an army officer, like covered in medals, he was like, "Bye, Galina," and he like just slept around with a bunch of women. Right. And right. so she, she <laughs> there's there's so few of me. Exactly. What could I do? I so can't say no. At least I could um, do for my population. Exactly. Okay. So essentially, she was completely abandoned, and she was living with her. I mean, abandoned by her parents. She was living yeah. with her mom's parents to the point where she started calling them mom and dad. Wow. You know when you hear yeah. about your grandparents passing, you just like you can't deal with how. <laughs> intense oh yeah the past is sometimes yeah. you're like like nowhere in your life is like getting on a train at seven and a yeah. siege happening in your town exactly you're like, whoa 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 yeah like it's just crazy isn't it yeah so she's yeah. living with her grandparents she's living with her grandparents then she like goes to moscow goes to university and then um wow. works up to being the head of the fish processing plant wow. in st petersburg and she's like Every story that I hear of her of the time was like she's like a mafioso. She had connections <laughs> everywhere because like in the Soviet Union, instead of money, you had connections, right? Yeah. Because she controlled the fish supply, she would like call any restaurant and she'd be like, do you want bad fish or do you want good fish? <laughs> How's the fish looking? It's Galena. You know what I'm saying. Table by the window. Wow, that's amazing. So she would get like my mom like the prettiest dresses. Like yeah. she would get my mom tights and tights was a huge thing back then. Wow. So, and then she... Because it sounds like an unglamorous job, right? Fish processing, but you're like, no, she thought smart. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody wants fish. That's smart thinking. Oh, my God. The gatekeeper of fish. Yeah. Yeah. And she married... So my grandfather is, like, one of her subordinates who was, like, an engineer at the the plant. So she was was this person who, like, was completely self-made to the point where she was completely alone. And then she... And she just built this life for herself. And she held a huge grudge against her dad for her whole life because he did nothing for her. And then I think on his deathbed, he was like, oh, Galina. And she very, very openly didn't go to his funeral because she's like, this man did nothing for me and I will not not pay my respects. So my mom went to this guy's funeral, even though my mom had no idea who this guy was, kind of. Like, they were not close. And Galina was like, I'm not going. That's funny. So that your mom went to exactly exactly like you did. Yep. Yeah, oh, no, I didn't even draw that. Yeah, that yeah, parallel. that's kind of funny that she was also there as the grandchild. Kind you do of. A, you skip a generation. Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. Funerals. God, that's amazing. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So she, carry on. Carry on. Sorry. So she was, and her whole life, she was like every time, 
one of the things, like, at the funeral, there was a few people who kind of knew her. And one of the things that people said, like, she was very kind, she was very nice, and she always gave back a debt. Like, if she ever borrowed money from anyone, she would, get like, give every ruble back. Um, ruble reference? Yes. <laughs> I love it. I'm very happy with the ruble reference. Um, so she, she was this, like, kind of strong woman, and she, she was a strong woman until she died. I, like, even in the hospital... My grandfather like wanted her attention more than she wanted his. Mm. Like the last week, he would be like, oh, "Are you okay? Are you okay?" She's like, "I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, Lee Millen. Exactly. Oh my god, that's amazing. Um, so, are your memories yeah. of her when you were a child growing up? Were you very close to her? I think at the very beginning I wasn't because I do. I think she was like I was. I, I did find her quite intimidating yeah. just because she wasn't. A, like a kid person at all yeah 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 um, she's a tough lady as you can imagine she had to stop being a child at seven so yeah I imagine before you were seven she didn't really know what to do with you she's yeah like, what are dolls yeah she's, yeah she's like do you want to talk about fish call me when you want to talk about fish and get you good fish okay and get you good dresses tights and good fish I'm not dealing with toys right now God, yeah, that's tell so me intense. when you want to know the difference between sea bass and <laughs> carp I said it's such an intense I mean Obviously, the whole living in the Soviet Union at that time, it's just so intense, yeah. isn't it? Like, it's just, it's mind-boggling, isn't it, still? And what's happening now? So you, what happened was you got older then? Did you kind of sort of suss out, this woman's actually quite pretty cool? Oh, yeah. I got so much closer to her. And I think I used to, generally, I think, okay, I don't know. I'm not making any sweeping generalizations about Russians, especially since I haven't lived there for a very long time. Yeah, yeah. But for me, I thought... My parents were on the cusp of generation that the Soviet Union uh, was dismantled and they were young enough to take advantage of it, yeah, right? Yeah. Some people didn't, some people did. Some people liked it, some people didn't like it, obviously. And they were like, this is freedom. We get to, like, listen to whatever music we want, watch whatever movies we want, go all, all, all over the world. Like, this is freedom. And the older generation was kind of like, we're going to keep wa- wa- voting for the Communist Party. We want everything to go back to the way it was. And I used to think that they wanted things to go back to the way it was or they were unhappy with everything yeah. because they were like old and lame yeah 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 but then but then my parents were like they spent my, my my grandparents generation spent their whole lives trying to game this system yeah and she did everything in her power to get to live well in this system yeah and then imagine when you're like 50 or whatever someone's like everything you spent your whole life working towards is just worthless yeah. right the money isn't worth anything your connections aren't worth any worth anything the fact like nothing is worth anything so yeah of course it's frustrating that like it's not that they cared about the ideo- ideology they just live their whole life learning to game a system that wasn't there anymore yeah god i've never thought of it like that that's absolutely because yeah of course you're a hustler and you're a survivor yeah. you're like okay i see communism i'm gonna work i know <laughs> yeah. how i'm gonna work this and exactly then you're looking around at your peers and if they're at the same level you, you're going yeah we know we know the good the fish yeah. we know who to call <laughs> yeah you know the good vegetables we've worked this out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah and then someone just takes it all away and goes oh by the way it was worthless you're like yeah fuck you exactly fucking worthless exactly we were doing okay like she was never a communist she was just like i want to provide for my family yeah. and then at some point she couldn't and everything that she did like going to university and surviving by herself uh, since yeah. the age of seven just did, wasn't worth anything I mean, <laughs> we're getting so deep. But this is the thing with, like, revolution. Yeah. And, like, of course, you know, you every time something is overturned, I always think this, like, we throw everything away mm-hmm. instead of going, hang on, are there some good things? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> grab the good things. Like, but, the, you know, like you said, when someone has to leave quickly, like your mom's like, you don't grab stuff. Mm-hmm. You just think, okay, well, I'll be back. You know, yeah. so you just chuck out communism. <laughs> just chuck it out. <laughs> chuck it out, guys. I'm sure we sort it out. And they're like, they just throw out everything. Yeah. Yeah, God, it's I mean, 
I mean, I can't. It's such a fascinating history to come from. But yeah, your your poor grandma. It must be. Yeah, must be I, hard. I feel like in retrospect, she probably had an identity crisis just yeah. because she was so used to being in control of everything in her life to the point that where her husband was a subordinate at work, she was yeah. in control of everything in yeah. her life, and for something so big to happen, I feel she really like kind of started feeling powerless. Yeah, and I think you're right because if you have worked out how to play that system. It must be really hard to be like I that was that probably wasn't an easy lesson she had to learn. Mm-hmm. And she must have got screwed over and had shit happen to her and she climbed her way up. Yeah. Yeah, I really <laughs> feel like Alina right now. I'm like, God, that must be that must be hard. It's just interesting as well. I, I'm trying to draw a comparison, maybe it's unfair, but like it's unfair comparison, as you said, to make generalizations, but it's just at this time of Brexit mm-hmm. when you can feel like this this thing just everyone going, No, just throw everything away. And mm-hmm. you're just like, I just can we can we just yep. hang on a sec? I just wonder if not everything's shit. Like, can we just go? Please don't throw it in a bin. Like, right. Please don't, just don't throw it in a bin. Right. Because then it'll get covered in pasta sauce. So, like, <laughs> just take it out. Just Let's just calmly talk about it before we throw everything away. Yeah. yeah. That is absolutely fascinating. Because it's, so, it's so easy to think of everything high level because yeah. you don't have the time to get into the nitty gritty of it. But the yeah. nitty gritty of it was like the majority of the population was just not just not equipped for it yeah either like mentally financially in any way well it also is, it's almost really which is obviously never going to happen but it's like you need to give counseling to a generation yeah like those oh people goodness, need yes. counseling to cope with what's the grief of what's happening to them right now like it's the loss it's yeah. a, a loss of everything they believed in culturally and <laughs> you've just gone it's gone but you're free why aren't you happy you can watch a film What's wrong with you, Grandma? Yeah. You could listen. You could listen to take that right now. I mean, what is wrong with you? And she's like, not that happy, guys. <laughs> so was um was there tension with your grandma and your mum that generation, or was she kind of always sounds like she was very supportive? Like, no, I don't think I, I I don't think they they were they were very very close. And I think especially with time, my mom became more and more grateful for yeah. everything that my grandmother did. It's just a very interesting thing. Just again, like because. She just passed away. We're revisiting her history, and it's it's really interesting because she's she was like quite modest and collected her whole life. Mm. And then my dad's side of the family are kind of like flashy and kind of like I got A's, I got an A. Like they're they're kind of like oh let's write a musical about how I got all A's in high school. <laughs> so me and my sister were always kind of convinced that like my dad's side of the family are the smart ones, and my mom's side of the family are kind of the dumb the dumb dumbs. Yeah. And then looking back and we're like oh my. Grandmother was a genius. Yeah. She like she graduated with, with like all A's, but she just never talked about it. And my my dad, so it, it just kind of like revisiting your genes and thinking, oh, they're they're just a bunch of show offs. Yeah, um, it's yeah. hard, isn't it? Because I think when you're a kid or when you're a teenager, you just you make decisions about everyone. Yeah. And you're like, oh, they're that, yes, and they're that, and I'm like them, yes. And then you get older, you're like, what? Yeah. that makes a lot more sense now. <laughs> I accept that maybe they weren't. What I thought they were. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. I think we just make these very definite decisions because you're drawn to the fun parent or the to the fun grandparent and even though you're like oh wait a second maybe the the fun grandparent is the weirdo because all they want to do is hang out with a (laughs) six-year-old yeah there is there is that oh yeah 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 i mean my grandpa friends your own age grandpa (laughs) (laughs) yeah i've talked about my grandpa a lot who i adored my dad's dad i literally thought he was the 
cleverest, most wonderful man ever. And then you do remember things, you're like, yeah, I mean, he was very sexist, wasn't he? Yeah. He was real. The way he talked to waitresses was not okay, was it? Like, But at the time, like, he's so funny and all these ladies like him. Yeah, all the ladies... <laughs> All the ladies yeah. like, oh, yeah, that makes you know, when you're a kid, you're an idiot, you don't know, do you? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. This seems fun, everyone's yeah. smiling. <laughs> <laughs> they're not, they're, they're all deeply unhappy. Oh. Um, so your grandma, I guess, kind of seemed like this, this forbidding figure, like, oh, you know, obviously, because you said she was quite intimidating, mm-hmm. but then there was all this other stuff going on behind her. I mean, also, perhaps you don't want to talk about when you've survived the siege of Leningrad. Yeah. But you don't want to go into it. <laughs> like, Probably not. You don't want to talk to your grandchildren about like, oh, you want to t- really hear what I saw when I was seven? Like, yeah, it must have been. Did you ever talk to your mum about it? Yes. Wow. And I think, I think with my mom, it, it like I think they got closer towards the end of my grandmother's mm. life. But with my mom, she's like, I she provided everything for me, but she was not necessarily like a very emotional person. Yeah. And, oh God, how could she? Well, obviously, like, what she's been through. Yeah, yeah. And my mom did feel. Is the term latchkey kid? I think yeah, that's latchkey. the name. Yeah, latchkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you just let yourself in and yeah, yeah, no yeah, one's yeah, yeah. really at home because they're working. Yeah. I only I only heard that term like last year and I was oh. like, I want to use it in a sentence. And here I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. She, yeah, she's been always a mystery, kind of a mystery. And it was very... It was very sobering to see this person who was always just this cool, calm, and collected lady be vulnerable towards yeah. the end of her life. And like she was trying to maintain... To be graceful and to maintain poise up until her very last moments. Wow. And, like, one of the most chilling moments of the whole thing. Because, like, when we got to Skyping from the funeral, at that point, like, my comedian brain kind of kicked in. And I was like, we need to acknowledge the absurdity of the fact yeah. that, like, Apple is now sponsoring this this funeral. <laughs> and, like, she's my mom is seeing me in 4K and telling me I'm wearing too much makeup. Like, it is, it, it was just surreal how we are in the year 2018 where you could see a better image of me at this funeral than you would like face in face. real life yeah. but at the same time the, the political state of the world is at such a point where you can't physically be there god that's mad which is like imagine traveling in time and telling someone in the past that they'd be like what oh Why my just god go there imagine you go to communist Leningrad and be like guys guess what's gonna happen here in a while you'd be like no way like oh my god that's crazy yeah so that was already like kind of absurd and a bit funny to the point where I'm not kidding, this actually happened. We showed my grandfather the phone and we said, talk to mom. And in our head, mom is our mother, where my my, my sister's, yeah. but in his head, mom is the mother of his child. Yeah, yeah. So he looked at it and he thought he was talking to Galina. And he looked at the phone and he said, well, I'm not trying to join you anytime soon, but rest in peace. <laughs> what were you guys like? Uh, no, no. Oh, God. He doesn't understand phones. Yeah. It's a lot to take on board. Well, yeah, because in his head, like, that technology totally exists. Yeah, I guess, because yeah, yeah. he's like, I guess it's tech. Oh, yeah. I guess that's what the kids are up to these days. <laughs> you can talk to heaven. Who am I? I've lived through communist Russia. What, what? <laughs> Anything can happen, guys. <laughs> oh, my God, that's hilarious. <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Griefcast with Carrie Ad Lloyd. So at the funeral, did you speak? What's a Russian funeral? Was it like... So she was in the hospital then. There was like so much paperwork. And there's it's crazy how, first of all, there's gatekeepers everywhere. Yeah. And you're and they're like, obviously, you have to have this piece of paper. And like, what do you mean, obviously? How many people do you think we're burying yeah. weekly? And so the other thing being... <laughs> you know, you know the process. No, we don't. And I remember watching this video, and I think it's called the wedding tax or something, where if you like if you do something once a year, like once in your lifetime, you don't know what it's supposed to cost. Like if I tell you how much oh, a wedding dress yeah, is, yeah, you, yeah. if I tell you it's... 500 pounds or 5,000 pounds, you'd be like, I guess. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they do that in, in wedding, everything's 1,000 pounds. Right. So everything's either two or three thousand pounds. <laughs> like Which is crazy. Yeah. But also, if, if I'm like buying a casket, I have no idea what my yeah, casket's meant yeah. to cost. If you tell me it's 200 pounds or 2,000 pounds, I'd be like, Okay. I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not really buying caskets on the reg. So it, w- it was, so my, thankfully, my, my sister did most of the admin because she does still live in Russia. And I remember we were picking her up. It, we were picking my grandmother, grandmother's body at the morgue. And so I remember just walking into all these doors and they're like, obviously go to this other door, obviously go to this other door. At which point I'm like, I am on my fifth door because everybody keeps sending me to a different door. And I open this fifth door and there's just these like dead old ladies no. all over because it's the morgue. And this person just drinking tea and they're like, hey, hello, how can I help you? And I'm just like, this person's obviously so desensitized to dead bodies that this is like, they're just having a tea. And I'm just like, I've just lost a grandmother. I'm just looking at all these dead people and I'm like, oh my goodness. Some of them are naked. It was just, it was just how did you get as far as the morgue? That like I'm, here you I don't think you'd get to the morgue. I think someone I think you I don't know, I've never had to do it, but like I don't think you'd get into the morgue. Because I guess you, you they, are they taken to the funeral home? Because I, I don't think funeral homes, uh, I, they either don't exist in Russia or they do and we just chose not to use one. Sure, sure. Could so it was like morgue to cemetery oh, right away. Right, yeah, yeah. And so we, we went to the morgue and they were like, no, pick her up in this room. And they come into this room and the room is just the highest ceilings I've ever seen, like a church yeah. almost, completely covered in marble, no windows. And there's just these kind of shelves and there's shelves all over that are also marble, and you see that they're wide enough for caskets to be on them. Yeah. And there's not one casket; there's only one, and so the, and it's a tiny one because I guess she 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 got much smaller with age. Yeah. And so in this huge room, there's this tiny tiny casket, and in the in the in the proportions of the room, she, it looks like a box. Yeah. And so I look into it, and I'm like, "That's not her," and I leave. And then my sister looks at it, and she's like, "It is her. They just did a very terrible job <gasps> of like oh, restoring no. her face in the formaldehyde or whatever yeah. it's called." And I have to look at it and I'm just like, I just don't recognize her. It doesn't look like her. Oh, my God. And because they like, 
they did her hair. I guess they they either didn't look at a photo or whatever. They did her hair wrong. They, like, put too much in, so she looked really stretched out. So even when I remember showing her to my... I mean, it would be hilarious if it's like, well, it wasn't her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, mom's like, guys, wrong, wrong. You know, you said it's small. It's the wrong casket. <laughs> yeah. And it was... Yeah, she didn't look anything like herself. It was really wow. weird because we were kind of mourning this person, but that person looked nothing like her. That must be so strange. Because, yeah, I guess, like... I mean, you can choose here, I think, because obviously here, like, sometimes you don't have open casket mm-hmm. and you don't have to have all the stuff, but I think mm-hmm. you have to have some chemicals, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're not being buried in the ground straight away. But, you know, they can do hair and makeup. They don't have to. But, yeah, it's, neat. it's a quite sensitive job, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I guess they just were <laughs> not paying well, attention that given day. Given, like, their attitude in that room yeah, that I walked yeah. in on, they were just, like, hey. having a nice time. I mean, in an also just a really low brow kind of not as profound sense. I also just finished uh, the TV show that was around that time, like The Haunting of Hill House. Have you heard? Oh, I'm too um, scared, but yeah. Oh, I mean, it's terrifying. But there was the, a mortician is one of the... Uh, oh, God. And so I was like... And both me and my sister just finished that TV show. <laughs> Obviously not 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 in order to that very Yeah, 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 yeah. we got to watch this first, guys. <laughs> so we were all just like, they did it wrong. They used the wrong chemicals. <laughs> We're trying to be like doing like expert chat, just lifting. We've, re- we've watched Haunting of Her House, yeah. so we should talk to those guys. <laughs> lifting dial. Oh my god! Well, you just anything. You're clinging. You're like, yeah, the formaldehyde must have been bad. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, we've we seen people talk about it. So then you go to the, um, yeah, what is it? Crematorium or was it a church or? What? No, then we yeah we uh we put her in a car, which there's a name for that type of car. Oh, the hearse. The hearse. hearse yeah. Um. Thank you very much. So many, so much of a vocab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. episode, and then we took her to the church of the cemetery. We had a service, even though she wasn't. I don't think she was particularly religious again, because religion in the Soviet Union wasn't yeah, really yeah. a thing. Though I do think she got gradually more religious with time, and I don't know whether it was like the identity crisis that pushed it, or because it was like exciting because it was a forbidden fruit in the Soviet Union, yeah, and then, then yeah. like that was kind of a, a manifestation of freedom. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We can go to church, guys. <laughs> we can sing those hymns again. Wow. Yeah. Or they were like. We need a cult of personality of someone. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> Please, anyway. Please. All right, God, fine. We'll take him. Just somebody, some guy. I can put a picture on my wall. Exactly. I need, Just replace it. Yeah, it's making me feel nervous. <laughs> oh, my God. That's, need someone yeah. watching over me. Did you go to the burial? Did you see yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. So we did that. And it was really, it was just really interesting to see all these people like looking at it almost as from a business perspective because you just see so many like of these gatekeepers and so many people who have like, this is the business of cremation this is the business of selling flowers there this wow, is the business of the church yeah. this is the business of like there's these guys who who just like rocked up and they were shirtless and it was like it was it was i'm sorry though <laughs> yeah they were shirtless because like all what they do all day is just bury people they, yeah dig and the so, they're, so they're all sweated up and i was like what is this like music video because they are they're obviously again super desensitized because it's like they're 10th body that day yeah. so they're like do you say goodbye they literally just like rocked up they were they look like 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 the gang of guys from greece they, they just like they rocked up with like shovels and they're like you guys done did you say goodbye I'm like yeah and then they just completely shirtless these muscular dudes just start shoveling ground on top of my grandma wow and they're like all right peace out and they just like run off it was it was just so surreal my god that is that's so surreal. That's yeah. so surreal. Wow. Yeah, I think I sometimes think I don't. I can't. I don't have enough knowledge to explain it culturally. But like, I lived in France for a tiny amount of time, 
And I noticed in, in Paris, they still have, like you said, gatekeepers and mm. shopkeepers. This <laughs> idea of like these businesses, there's a shop that just sells nails. Yeah. It just sells nails. Yeah. And like, and I get the thing with England, like we used to have that and mm. we have just streamlined everything. Oh, and so you don't often get that anymore. Like, you know, you wouldn't, it wouldn't be just, yeah, it's just everything's been slightly tidied away, you know. So then mm-hmm. you have one big, it's kind of that American influence. We have one big shop that sells nails right. and hammers and food. And, and you get then, your casket on Amazon. Yeah, yeah. And you just sort of notice, oh, yeah, we don't have that shop anymore. I, you know, like, right, right, right. like, you know, the shop that sells just sewing machines uh-huh. and thread. And I feel like in Europe, they still have that kind of like, yeah, it comes from, the, I guess, that sort of like, market town feel and like it sounds mm-hmm. like that's what's still happening like yeah there's a guy to do their flowers there's a girl to do this like yeah yeah whereas I think here I don't know because I haven't been to a Catholic funeral but I think you wouldn't see that it would all be sort of hidden away and there's probably some company yeah. that's hired and they do the they get the when I suppose over. a funeral home would do all of that yeah just right? do all of that but you wouldn't see it you'd be like you just walk and you you definitely put the soil on like uh-huh. that's a very traditional thing to like throw some soil on. Yeah. But I think like they wait for you to go before they right. like start taking their clothes off. I'm like, let's go, boys. <laughs> Come on. Bring a boombox. Okay, let's get digging. <laughs> yeah, that must have been so bizarre. Um, was there a lot of people at the funeral? Because I mean, older people, it tends to be less people because yeah. all your friends have died. It was yeah. very few. It was most it was my my grandfather and uh, a bunch of my mom's like uni friends who, yeah, yeah. and so we went to a specially dedicated dining room because they have like a dining room that's wow. got it was called Pearl, and that Pearl dining room is like it's for functions, but mostly because it's next to a cemetery. It's mostly oh. I mean you could do your wedding there. But <laughs> it'd be it'd be a bold choice, like a goth wedding maybe. Oh wow, I see. So um, it's like yeah, yeah. So we went there. And they're like, everybody kind of talked and all of their memories was about how she, she my grandmother hosted all the, like all their uni parties at her, wow. uh, at her house, at her lake house. Uh, wow. Because in Russia, there's this culture of dacha. Yeah, yeah. Which is, they have in all of Eastern Europe where you have this like patch of land outside the city. And that, I think it started in the Soviet times where they were like, and on the weekend you go to your dacha and in the dacha you grow your radishes and your oh, potatoes. Wow. Um, and so the, the, my, my mom's, like my grandmother's dacha was like the the place to party. They would just go like get insanely wasted and jump in the lake. Wow. And so all of their memories were like, she was so cool about us getting totally wasted. <laughs> Galena. <laughs> she knew how to party. Yeah. She was cool with it. God, that's so so were you FaceTiming your mum? At the wake, the wake is yeah, yeah, the sort of meal the afterwards. Wake, sorry, yeah, yeah, no, no, like it's not always called that, but like that's what we would probably call like the reception after. Was she still on the phone then? Were you having to sort of hold it up with her friends or some of it? God, it it was yeah, because I have no idea how she felt at the time. It was just so odd because even even while my my grandmother was sick, it was just kind of like just calling her and doing admin in a distance. Yeah. And she would know where we are the whole time, yeah. but she would just be completely helpless. It, she, she felt completely trapped because she was in her house just being like, where are you now? Where are you now? Texting us like, and I think she called me. She's like, I feel, I feel like an orphan, mm. even though her dad's still alive. And now, and now he's moved to Germany to live with them. Oh, that's, um, yeah. Which was nice. But I mean, his health apparently deteriorated horribly after, because his kind of whole life was taking care of her. And then when she wasn't there, yeah. he, he, um, he's quite lonely and just sad now. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the most heartbreaking parts of everything was my mom couldn't go. 
And she was just like, tell me everything. Tell me everything. Tell me all the details. What did you eat? What? Who was there? What did they say? What What is she wearing? What are photos? Like every, every single moment. And a part of it is like, it's great that technology has gotten to that point, yeah. but a part of it just made it even so much more dystopian to send your mom pictures of dresses and be like, which one should we put on your dead mom? Do you know? Just like the admin of yeah. death being completely conducted on WhatsApp is just so bleak. Just like what emoji do you use yeah. to be? Yes, a sad face or crying yeah. face. Yeah, this is the thing with technology, and I, my, I, you know, have family that live abroad, and I, I think it's it's a bit of a lie because technology, of course, makes things easier. Of course, mm-hmm. it does, and you can speak to them, and you can Skype people, and you can FaceTime, and something about that makes you go, yeah, we we're connected. Mm-hmm. It's not the same, right? It's not the same as being in a room with someone. It just, mm-hmm. it just isn't. Otherwise, we'd all be like, "Oh, let's," you know, it, it, we, we being in a room with someone wouldn't feel so exciting. You yeah. know, we'd be like, oh, "It's just the same as being on a computer." It's not, and so it somehow lulls you into, like you said, like, "Oh, I can be a part of it. I can help choose the dress. I can do these things." Mm-hmm. But really, I'm. I'm not a part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's being denied, that feeling of like, not because we're, we're sort of soothing it by going, no, look, you can see the house and you can see the funeral. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you're here, but you're not. And right. so whether if she, if you'd lived in a world without that technology and she just wasn't able to be there, perhaps she'd be able, perhaps you'd feel it better. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm just mm-hmm. saying like, I sometimes wonder how much it soothes that part of us that so desperately wants to be connected, but it doesn't really... It's like mm-hmm. eating sugary food. You know, it doesn't, yes, really, yes. doesn't really cut it. Sort of, You feel okay for a bit, because you're like, oh, I have been involved, but yeah. not in a way that you ever want to. Like, I think that, yeah, and I think that exact feeling was something that contributing to her frustration. Yeah, yeah. And the, 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 the thing that I mentioned in the beginning about being able to acknowledge and accept that she was dead, but not being able to accept the bureaucratic hurdle, yeah. it was one of those things where up until that point... We kind of always viewed my dad as this martyr for a cause of kind of like, he opposed the government. What a hero. And yes, sure, they're living outside. Like, they can't go back to Russia, but like, they, they've left it heroically and yeah. like with a. Um, with their with principles. A, exactly. Intact, the yeah. head, um, head held high. And she kind of. Fo- she, I mean, not kind of. She very much followed him. And there was, even though they didn't have any friends in Germany and they didn't have much to do. I think that kind of warmed warmed them that they mm, yeah, did the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And that was the first ever real life consequence of my mother being so loyal to my dad. Yeah. And it was the first time I like my mom said like my dad just can't even look her in the eye in that in that time period where he he finally saw the price she had to pay yeah. for like his shenanigans for his for his beliefs. Yes. I mean, I, I, you say beliefs, I say shenanigans. But I'll, <laughs> but um. And it, 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 that's not to say that what he did was wrong, but it was really sobering. And I think for the first time, she really realized what price she yeah. paid. It wasn't that she didn't get to see her friends that often or she didn't get to, like, I don't know, go to her favorite places in St. Petersburg or speak the same language, her language in a mm. shop. These are kind of superficial cosmetic sacrifices, yeah. I suppose. But this was the first ever where it was just a real life price that they paid for this thing. Sorry. No, no, I'm just taking it in because I just think, yeah, that's the thing of like, it's there's no, like they said, there's no right or wrong. It's just consequences. I always hold that in my head of like, it's just like, you just have to live with the consequence and that the, obviously there are right and wrong morally, but like the right and wrong decision to leave Russia at this very difficult time to stand up where you believe. And of course, everyone's like, yeah, good, mm-hmm. good for you. Absolutely. And I think I wonder if it's sometimes good to remember why people don't stand up, I suppose. Kind of like you said, like that personal sacrifice is mm-hmm. is huge, that she wasn't there for 
to to be when her mum died. Like that must have been and still be heartbreaking for her. Like really, really, really hard. And yeah, God, I can imagine for him. Like that's so awkward. <laughs> it's like, why are we in Germany again? Oh, it's my fault, isn't yeah. it? It's definitely like there's no like. Oh well, we both wanted to come. It's like nope, definitely your decision, isn't it? Like, yeah. and I'm following you. That's so hard. Did they get to speak? Did your grandma get to speak to your mum about her not being there? Did they? Ha- were they able to have that conversation? Or yes. So yeah. they talked to the phone and they and they they FaceTimed a bit, or was it? Um, while she was at the hospital. Yeah, she was, um, like, up until, like, that last week, she was just... I think, I mean, obviously, in retrospect, you kind of remember those conversations and you assign meaning to them that yeah. wasn't there at the time yeah. and you interpret them in a certain way. But she just seemed kind of euphoric. She just kept, like, we were all around her and she kept describing this dinner party that we're going to have and we're going to have a dinner party and you're going to be there and your kids are going to be there. And, and and she kept looking at my sister and she's like, and you are going to be there and your kids are going to be there and your ex-husband is going to be there. We're going to invite him too, even though they're not <laughs> together anymore. And she was just like, and we're going to have a wonderful, and everybody's going to laugh. And she just kept describing this dinner party and her memory was a bit off. So she, like, every every day we'd visit her, she'd describe the same dinner party. Oh. And it was this euphoria. She, she kept smiling, thinking about this dinner party. That's so nice, isn't it? That's so like, what else? What else would anybody want but to yeah. be convinced you're having a dinner like <laughs> yeah. with all your family? Like, yeah, yeah great. That sounds. So is nice. also like a modest, a, a modest desire? Yeah, like a dream of like, I just want to have dinner with you guys, with everybody around the table, yeah. even your ex husband. Yeah, because yeah. I think she hadn't had that for such a long time because yeah. not not a long time, four or five years because my parents were out, so it, she she was never. There, we couldn't have a family gathering because yeah. we live in three different countries and we can't physically be together in the same way. Yeah, world. and that's, like we said, this idea of technology, like it's great, you can communicate, but yeah, to all sat around the table is is like what a lot of, all of us kind of want, isn't yeah. it, that idea? I know I used to, remember that game where people would be like, who would be your dream dinner party guest if you can have anyone living yeah. or dead? And I remember I used to always be like, my dad and it would it would really kill the party vibe because everyone else had been like Nelson Mandela Jerry from the Spice Girls and I was just like my dad and my grandpa like just instantly like if I could have anybody yeah yeah, yeah the family that aren't here that's it that would be amazing I don't need to I don't hang out with them I mean I'm sure they're very complicated people <laughs> like I admire them from afar I don't just sit down with them yeah oh, bless her so, uh, and so were you with her when she died no. So I arrived the day after. So I right. visited her, then I left back right, to London yeah, thinking yeah. that after the operation she's going to be fine. Aww. And then um, I came back yeah, and she yeah. wasn't fine. I mean, yeah, it, you have to go back. Like, you know, you just, who knows? Like you said, if you think it's just an operation, you think, oh, okay, things are yeah. happening, it's okay. So when you were FaceTiming your mum, what happened? Like, how did what you... A crazy sentence. Yeah, I know, I know. At your grandma's funeral. <laughs> What, like, was there a point that you had to kind of go, okay, I have to, it's over? Like, did you sort of have to say to her, okay, it's done? Like, or was she just texting you like, okay, and you're like, yeah, everyone's gone home. Like, I, I wonder how you finished that, kind of like, okay, this is now finished. And It, it wasn't, it wasn't that, it was one continuous call. We just kept calling her for yeah, every yeah. Uh, new location. So after the, I'm not trying to join you anytime soon gag, um, we're like, okay, we're going to go. And, um, and so I think we called her again from the wake in again, in the moment, you don't you don't think that they're like big pompous moments. Yeah, you only remember yeah. those in retrospect. So in the moment, it was a lot of admin of she's like, oh, fewer people showed up that we thought we have all this um, remaining food, and we, like my sister was just deciding with her what, what we're going to do with all this yeah, food, yeah. and then we took some of the food home to feed my granddad throughout the week. 
Yeah, it was it, it was quite admin-y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think, if anything, my mom was overdoing the admin just because she wanted to feel useful. Be useful, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm helpful. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, even yeah. though I'm not there, I can advise and, yeah. and do She's stuff. She's like, this person will drive you there. This is who's picking up you from the airport. Yeah. And it just... It must be so hard for her. Like, I, ca- I can't imagine. I can't imagine how it must feel to not be, like you said, for that bureaucratic reason, not to be. And there's no way, yeah, it's not safe. She can't even... Yeah, she can't. She can't come back. It's just that must be so hard. That must be so, 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 so fucking hard. Did she have a say on like the the burial and the? Is there a gravestone? Is that how it works in Russia? Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. all, all like all of the admin, all the details. She obviously had it to say in. But it's interesting because like talking to her about it. In a way, nothing in her life has changed because her yeah. life is like waking up in Germany, eating yeah. in Germany, and driving in Germany. So all of those, that hasn't changed. So it's a very, it's a huge exercise for just your like imagination to mm. be like that thing you're imagining, that person you imagined living in St. Petersburg, even though you didn't see St. Petersburg, you didn't see them existing in St. Petersburg, like going to the bathroom or whatever. So she, it, it's just something that she has to shift in her imagination. Yeah. It's it's really hard, <laughs> and I and I can't I I don't know if she's successfully done it. I don't know how she does it. I don't well, know. Well, it's so early as well. Like yeah. you said, it only happened last year, so it's like it's gonna take a long time to process grieving in another country. And also, I guess she must be. I mean, yeah, psychoanalyzing your mother here, but like, <laughs> you know, you're grieving for the life you lost anyway, yeah. and all of that, all of that, like leaving a country that doesn't exist anymore for you, mm-hmm. and so all of that is wrapped up in, and then. A person who you yeah is no longer there. That's like your past is like literally your a door is closed on your past and gone. Well, that's it. It's just, and I think that's the thing of sometimes we don't the power of a of a country, the power of a country, like what it means to people. And I think sometimes we're so, especially you know the English press was like, this can be so flippant about like what's happening in people's lives or like when we talk about refugee or migrant or political mm-hmm. statuses it's like oh well they you know, they wanted to leave and it's like well that the pain that it comes from leaving where you were born like mm-hmm. it's just yeah it's i think that's a grief that we don't really acknowledge because i think a lot of people haven't experienced it you know to be a political asylum is not an everyday occurrence so yeah it must be really yeah, really hard. And I think the language thing is, is interesting as well because you're just not being able to speak your language in the language that you process feelings in, mm-hmm. I think is interesting. I know someone who had therapy in a different language and I found that really, I was like, ooh, like, can you get to the number of things if you're yeah, doing it in a really, different language? Like, really good point. Yeah, like if you have to go to counselling, does she have to find Russian bereavement? <laughs> like, can you find and that? And then in that moment, will she have to Skype them too? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, we slag it off, but it's actually really useful, guys. The technology is amazing. So how did you feel when you came back to England then? Mm-hmm. And how did you feel? Because you don't live there either and haven't lived there. How did, how does your relationship feel with that country? That's a really, really good question. Just because I I don't feel like anywhere is really home. Mm. And it's not in a, like, oh, boo-hoo, in yeah, a way that yeah. that's just not something that I don't ever think about. Like, a lot of people will ask me, like, what nationality do I identify as? But no one, no one wakes up thinking like I'm waking up on this British morning, drinking this British tea, <laughs> and drinking and drinking in this British air. Like yeah. no one ever, you never think about your national identity until you're forced to define yeah, it in a yeah. question. So I don't think that's not. Yeah, I I have really mixed feelings about Russia in terms of like it doesn't feel like home, mm. but it does feel like a uh, a component of my identity. Yeah, I think that's yeah that's that's a good <laughs> sentence. Like because of course like. To deny it as part of your identity, 
like of course it is. If it, yeah. that's like you said, the mother tongue and like the reason we call it the mother tongue, like <laughs> yeah. it's part of you. It created you. Yeah, and also I think. I, I have that everyone has like a morbid curiosity about the Soviet Union mm. um, just because it's like, oh, it was a closed country oh, and yeah. all this stuff. And it's like a very kind of like a podcasty Chernobyl. Oh, kind yeah. Of it's like, so romantic and yeah, yeah, yeah. confusing and interesting. Yeah. So I feel that. And I don't I don't know where the line is between thinking about your past that way or thinking about just like in just in culture. It's such a huge mystery yeah. that you are drawn to it inevitably the way the same way you're drawn towards like kind of being curious about North Korea or being curious yeah, yeah. about Cuba. And so I, I definitely feel that. And I think it there is a, a kind of like a an excitement to being like, oh, well, I, I not only am I curious about it, I also have like my own stake because my parents lived through it, my grandparents yeah, lived yeah. through it. And um, writing a show about my parents and like the fall of the Soviet Union, which I did last year, it was equal parts, I think, oh, this is such a cool time. Yeah. And then they, the second part being like, oh, I get to, I have, I get to have an authority to talk about this time because yeah. I kind of like have, a, I'm a little bit related to this time. Yeah, 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 definitely. Of course, of course. And like, how do you feel moving forward about it? Like, do you feel with your grief, because obviously you're grieving your grandma, but I suppose has she always lived far away because you haven't lived in Russia for such a long time? So do you feel like you're talking about your mom about, um, that imagination is that kind of what you're having to do as well like your life here is the same and it's not changing no one knew Galena in that right. way yes I think so it is a shift in my imagination I also think because I, I from 13 I've been living away from my family so my yeah. family is very much the way that I described everything that happened in 2014 me just dialing into it whenever I yeah. wanted to or felt like it it was happening mostly in my imagination in a parallel universe where it, it absolutely didn't really affect my everyday life but on top of that, because I wrote this show about the Soviet Union and Russia in the past year, I feel like Galina was so much more fresh in my mind yeah. and so much top of mind comparing to, let's say, five years ago I was at university drinking and getting yeah. fingered. <laughs> yeah. And so, so it, 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 was, it was quite cathartic for it to be at the end of this year that I essentially, I spent so much, my, so much of my life from 13 to about 25 denying being Russian, mm. pretending I was German, pretending I had nothing to do with Russia, pretending not to speak Russian. I refused to read Russian books for ages just because I was wow. so embarrassed of being Russian. And then it, this past year has been so much about me reclaiming Russia as part of my identity. And then at the end of this year, um, her passing away just did feel feel like it meant more than it would have two or three years ago. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know if that because, makes sense. Yeah, no, totally, because you've come full circle on that that identity. And it's funny because we were talking about this at the beginning that, you know, like I'm not from Wales <laughs> at right. all. And my and to be fair, like my family didn't speak Welsh, but I get so funny around Welsh people. And I so I know what you mean about feeling like Ooh, that's that's where my people come yeah, from. Yeah. And I always say, like, oh, you know, the motherland and my people. And my husband's always like, oh, what, North London? And I'm like, no, 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 my people. And it's, 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 I think sometimes we underestimate the power of that. Like, it makes, yeah, you want to, to acknowledge that, I think, is a, is a journey of maturity in a way. Like, I definitely had that when I was younger. I was so embarrassed of my name. I was so, really? so stupid. Oh, my God oh my god carry out is so stupid and weird and yeah you know like and it's just embarrassing and and I remember my my brother and me used to think that Gwyneth was the worst name we'd ever heard and I don't think we had a relative called Gwyneth but like we thought it was the funniest and that was our insult like yeah you, like Gwyneth Gwyneth <laughs> your name's Gwyneth 
And I remember when Gwyneth Paltrow came along, and we were like, what? A cool like, Gwyneth. Why is she called, how is she called that name? And, and she's not embarrassed. Have you seen? She's just out there being a movie star. <laughs> what? And I'm Living a, as Gwyneth. Yeah. And then you kind of go, like you said, that thing about your, where you come from or your culture. And it's not 100% of a culture, of course, not yeah. like you're a hugely influenced by where you are and as a teenager, but you start going, oh, maybe it's not so embarrassing where I come from. Maybe it's okay where I came mm-hmm. from. I think that's, it's really nice that you that Gleena was still there when you came to that realisation. Did she know you were doing a show kind of about Russia? I think a bit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she fully understood how everything was working. I think for she for her, the hurdle of, I'm sorry, my grand- granddaughter lives in London? Was, like, huge <laughs> enough? Like, for a person whose whole, whole life she couldn't yeah. go abroad. For someone for, in her family, not only going abroad, but also, like, living there. She's going to go and live there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was more of like an explosion than anything I did at the Edinburgh Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> she was still recovering. Yeah. She lives there. Like, yeah, but she's doing really well in Edinburgh. No, I'm still Wait. dealing that she lives there. She can just go on a plane. You can't get your head around like no. that world at all. Like it's because even like with my grandparents, obviously there's a world that I'm like, oh, God, you know, my grandpa born World War Two and. Mm-hmm captured by the Japanese and all this oh, stuff like yeah you know oh, this is whole crazy world but like for your to grow up in communist right like it must just seem like everyone's walking around in moon boots and yeah. like on like hoverboards that's me, yeah that's me being like I'm I'm, I'm doing a show on the moon yeah she's like where <laughs> of course you are you live in London like, yeah, yeah yeah of course oh well she sounds like a badass lady. <laughs> yeah, she was really, really cool. I hope she wouldn't mind me describing her like that. Oh, I'm sure she'd love it. Yeah, she. Yeah, she. She, uh, she wouldn't understand. Yeah, she wouldn't understand. What would you describe in Russian? What's like a way of being like she's in Russian? Like she, that lady's like badass. Is there a word or like super cool? What would you say? Is there like? I suppose it's such an American term. It's super cool because if you translated it, translated literally super cool, it's like you describe like a, a, a glittery gel pen. <laughs> I do not want to do that to Galena. <laughs> yeah, what would it have to be in Russian? Would it have to be much more like serious? Of, like, yeah, I think, I think she is so. an intelligent, an accomplished lady. Accomplished lady. What would you? How would you say that in Russian? How should we? Should we say the word "maladiet"? Oh yeah. What, so that means like accomplished, right? It's just great. Just great. Maladiet. Maladiet. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah. No, okay. it's great. It's great. She sounds maladiet. <laughs> she sounds amazing. She sounds absolutely amazing. And thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you. you for listening to me. You can follow Olga on Twitter at Rock and Rolga, and her show If Slash Then is going to be at the Edinburgh Fringe this year at Monkey Barrel Comedy at 4.30. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Griefcast. The show was edited by Kate Holland with thanks to Whistledown Studios and the music is provided by The Glue on Submore. I'm very tired, it's very hot. And remember, you are not alone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.